This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. And be sure to check out Monday Morning with Mo every Monday morning on Facebook Live with free answers to your legal questions. Injured in a car accident or dealing with personal injury, Mo can also help you with a workers' compensation case if you're injured on the job. I don't live in Florida, but Mo would be my go-to if I did. And the best part is they take all accident cases on a contingency fee basis. This means that they will take on your case, put up all necessary funds to build your case as strongly as possible, and they only get paid if they're successful in obtaining a settlement for you. There's no fee or obligation to ask about your cases, so contact Mo today. And make sure to follow Mo DeWitt just for his incredible promotional work. He's, he's a man after my own heart. So many pop culture and film references. I've done art for Mo where he's portrayed as Indiana Jones, Charlie Brown, Frosty the Snowman, Zach Morris, Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know if I'm allowed to say any of that. That's a, uh, that's a legal question. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo.com. You guys want to uh, grab a beer? Oh, always. Sounds good to me. All right. I got a spot. Hourglass Brewing in Longwood, Florida. I don't know. Now, listen, Doug, I know you're from out of town. This is the place I go for all my local craft beer. Delicious. 40 beers on tap. And the best part is it's a haven for nerds like me, like you. Yeah, the 240-seat Longwood Taproom. They stock that with nerd nostalgia, video games, board games, cornhole boards. They even have a dog-friendly patio. You can't beat that. I absolutely love it. I mean, I feel like I know this this uh, establishment just from Eric's Instagram and Facebook because he's there a lot. Um, they support his art and the local artists in the area. And uh, I'm excited. The first time I get back down to Florida with these two guys, uh, we're heading over there. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Yes, the art, the arcades, the pinball machines. There is uh, literally an homage painted on the wall to uh, Rick Moranis and Spaceballs. I mean, what more can you ask for in a brewery? Hourglass Brewing, Longwood, Florida. Uh, Check it out. Go there. They are sponsors of the show. They support us. Go support them. Welcome back to Masters of the Cinematic Universe. I told you I would be back. What is that? <laughs> That's, That's so my bad. my terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, Joe! Was it that bad? Okay, everybody in the world does an Arnold impression, and everyone He's in the world does tumor. it better than you. <laughs> yeah. I was also cookie. leaning leaning forward to make sure I uh, turned the, the music down. Okay, well that's in my that, defense. It's still not good. Okay. Well, I found another impersonation I cannot do. There you go. It's the it's the quality that we have uh, known to come and expect, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if you came into this with high expectations, I'm sorry. That's true. That's on you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I am Joe as always, and Doug and Eric as always are here, and we also yes. have a uh, another guest today. Doug, you want you want to give the man his introduction? Yeah. We we have an international guest. This is our first guest from another country, and I'm so excited about it. Because I've been listening to this man's podcast for a very long time, and I'm a big fan. Uh, so why don't you introduce yourself? Um, uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, I, I'm the budget pedal chap of the Fret Talk podcast, the long, long, long-running series of yeah, um, yeah. Kind of, I, I like to think of us as almost like the the UK equivalent to the Tone Jerks. Um, yeah, I, I think that's fair. Oh, definitely, absolutely, yep. A little more gear talk, but no, that's not true. Because no, because Brian and Kyle do it too. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's 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 definitely an, equ- an equivalent, and I love it. Yeah, we, yeah, do Brian and Kyle even talk about gear anymore? It, it doesn't happen as often as it used to. That's true, but it's guaranteed on Fret Talk that you're 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 going to get some solid gear talk and uh, some great dad jokes. 
And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Just fun, just romping fun. It, it's and I can stuff. tell from your accent that you're Canadian. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, yeah, absolutely. A, a boot and all, and all that, yeah. That's true. Oh, no, I just offended Andrew so badly, although he hasn't guessed it on this show. Nope, our friend I was going to say Walsh. we're about to do our, our international series because next week, we our next Andrew. episode, we will have a, a Canadian on with us. That's true. So on this podcast, our first international uh, co-host is Budget Paddle Shop. That's correct. Anyway, and Adam correct. will follow up. Um, we, we thought Andrew we'd kick it off with a... Get it together, Doug. Uh, we thought we kicked it off with a traditional British movie as well, didn't we? We thought we'd go yes, for... absolutely. <laughs> it's the most <laughs> British movie ever made. I will say though, to to quickly interrupt, I'm very jealous because we're connected via Zoom at this point, so I get to yeah. see what's going on in the background of everybody's recording space, and everybody has gear and guitars <laughs> and pedals and all this cool shit, and I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> at least you're not in the closet anymore. I did get kicked out of the closet. Is this uh, <laughs> is this a euphemism here? Well, yeah. you know, listen, that's my we personal business, could, We could only wish, honestly. I know, right? Because that's the thing. With, with Eric, the visual is you. So yeah. we don't care oh, what's God. behind you. The visual <laughs> it's all is you, you, buddy. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Get it. Yes. I can't recover from that kind of wit. That kind of oh. British wit. God damn it. <laughs> well, right. listen, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We're thrilled to have you here to discuss um, this movie. But before we get into that, we, as is tradition, we find out what's new with everybody. So uh, let's start it off with Joe. Joe, what's happening in your neck of the woods? Well, I just got back from Orlando, Florida, where you live. I do. And I didn't get COVID somehow. Yeah. Hey, bravo, buddy, because everybody I else know. did. I went to all four Disney parks twice each, so eight times at Disney. That's Russian roulette right there, Rolls. Um, they were packed, packed, packed. And uh, then uh, I-, I went to the swimming pool, which um, I'm sure like doesn't spread COVID at all. Oh, the hot tub especially. I sat in <laughs> no, the hot tub. No, that's just, that's just jizz. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I was wondering what that flavor Joe's was. Joe's pregnant with COVID. Yeah, probably. Uh, and if you've seen the people there, you, you would be yeah. worried. Uh, it was a nice resort, though, the Orange Lake Country Club on 192. Yeah, so. man, the pictures you sent me were, like, gorgeous. Yeah, that thing's, that a, that's a hot place. But um, we got lucky because usually we get one week a year there at the end of the year. But, like, every so often, we get a free second week for some reason. I guess we have the last week of the year. So if the, week, if the year ends up having an extra 53 weeks instead of 52, they just give you the second week. Mm-hmm. So we checked in and they're like, oh, you have two weeks. I'm like, all right, I got to figure out how to take off work next week. <laughs> and then next, next week, I'm going skiing or snowboarding. Nice. Up in North Carolina. So that'll be fun. You're just always on vacation. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, I saw a um, friend of Just Surprised Me. I saw Eled Mizrahi. I saw him at uh, Animal Kingdom. <laughs> so fucked. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think we're getting to the tipping point. He's gonna come hunt you down soon. <laughs> he doesn't care, like because he, okay. he messaged me separately just to let me know he didn't care. Um, he's like, it's funny. I find it funny. He's like, I'm All gonna right. bust your balls for it, but I find it funny. Well, that makes me right, feel cool. better about the whole situation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, Adam, you guys? Uh, as our as our guest of honor, what's new with you, man? <laughs> um, not not a great deal, if I'm honest. Um, just. Kind of ticket over doing the doing the whole YouTube thing, doing the whole uh, fret talk thing. I think we recorded our first uh, first fret talk of the year um, at, the, at the start this week. So we're back, we're back. Um, nice. and it's like two two hundred and thirty <laughs> episodes deep by this point. It's a it's nice. a full time job. Uh, but yeah, like just. Um, recording videos for um, Pedal Boards of Doom and my own channel as well um, being busy with guitar stuff uh, and av- avoiding Covid like everyone else <laughs> yeah um, yeah right trying anyway the trick is to go to Disney World <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, the I, trick I'm is like, to I'm let people sure spit into your open mouth that's that's yeah, right yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's herd immunity herd immunity <laughs> <laughs> herd immunity so you can't get all of us. We teamed up. There's so many of us that it can't, it can't even decide. It's like, fuck this. I'm not going in there. <laughs> <laughs> they confused COVID. 
Yeah. It confused exactly. the virus. There's too many of you. Yeah. Doug, we need to make a bumper sticker that says turd immunity. That's, <laughs> that's just fucking brilliant. Uh, What's spelled T-E-R-D. <laughs> Doug, what's new with you, man? Uh, same thing. Not much. We had our first snow this season yesterday. Working from home makes that a non-issue, which is great. Yeah. We don't have to dig out. Um, Erica's store was closed, so we didn't even have to dig out to get her to work yesterday. So, um, you know, five inches, it's not a lot, but it's enough. And then, of course... Uh, hang on, they said... I know, look, hey, we, we have, we've had our conversations brag. here about, the, about that. But, um, yeah, but then it got really cold. It dropped down to, like... 16 degrees this morning, so everything froze. So it shrunk up to two inches. I was going to say. Shrinkage, Jerry. Shrinkage. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, other than that, it's just been standard stuff. Um, Now, Doug, you say this, but I saw you posting a bunch of pictures lately of a cute little baby. Oh, well, that. Yeah, my my granddaughter, Holly, is the light of my life. There's no question about that. And as I've said, she's now – become sentient she's 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 able to focus and observe and laugh today i didn't see it but i heard tim called um but by the way tim power on <laughs> his wife went back to work today so <laughs> yet he was responsible for this child for the first time so we had a few conversations but uh she was even making little fart noises with her lips and laughing at it so like <laughs> it's like you know, I'm having flashbacks already, to when right? all my kids were young. And, yeah, and, uh, and it's super. It, it really is. She's the best. So. You're trying to make me cry, Doug? God damn it. Yeah. There's been I so much crying. That, that never happens as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, not with Eric and I. We never cry at movies or anything. <laughs> oh, I don't cry unless I'm just laughing so hard I can't contain myself. Right. Well, yes. <laughs> I want to say well, I As cry. we discovered, I am a sociopath. You are a sociopath. <laughs> I want to say I cry uh, at least once a week, uh, habitually. Oh, all right. Wait till um, you get to my age, because it's a once a day thing. Once a day. That's fair. <laughs> Just letting you know, buddy. Well, as, as, far as, as far as I go, oh, there has good. been a lot of crying, because I've been watching a lot of stuff, because mm-hmm. as you guys mm-hmm. know, I was recovering from COVID, so I was stuck in my room, just consuming media nonstop. Yeah. Um, some of that media included Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, nice. Which was everything I wanted it to be. Even I haven't I, seen it yet. I won't say anything except All that. Right. It, that I know just, you're good like that, but yeah. Uh, that, I, I gave in and watched it. It was good. I yeah. Was, I, was, I was about to throw some spoilers. I didn't cry. There, so, uh, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> that you, you were. You threw up the, the stop sign. <laughs> I'm <laughs> actually going probably Saturday. Oh, okay. My cousin's coming up from New York. So, me, him, and my son Dan are going to go. Let me know. I did laugh quite a bit, though. Yeah. It was funny, yeah. It was. It there was, was a lot yeah. of funny parts. So that that movie meant a lot to me. Um, the the first Spider Man movie with Tobey Maguire came out when I was in high school, and at the time, spoilers, the ba- Eric. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, listen. That's not a spoiler anymore. Right. But that when that movie came out, um, the band that I was in, we had a manager, and things you know went sour. It's a whole thing. But at the time, he said, "What show do you guys want the most? And I'll get it for you." And we didn't say Hard Rock Live or House of Blues or any of the bigger venues around us. We said, Spider-Man's coming out in a week. (laughs) We want to play any movie theater, the premiere, as long as they give us free tickets to get in. Oh, that's great. We played the premiere of Spider-Man, and we got into the midnight uh, screening of it. Oh, wow. And that movie meant the world to me because I'm a huge comic book fan. So so that was great. Spider-Man was great. Rewatching Ghostbusters Afterlife a hundred times was great. Uh, I know, Doug. I know. Yeah, and I, I haven't that. watched it. Oh man, so good. Have you so seen good. it, Adam? The, what the new the new one? The new uh, Ghostbusters. Ghost, yeah. Is Afterlife? Is it? Yes. Something like that. No, I've not yeah. seen it. No. <laughs> it is. If yeah, if you're a fan of Ghostbusters, it's it's just a it's a love letter, basically, mm-hmm. to the original and to, and to, you know, Howard Ramis and. The whole cast. It's yeah. I without saying any more. It's it's a beautiful movie. It really is. It really is. Um, other than that, other than all the crying, after <laughs> after COVID was done, after I was non transmissible and my my symptoms were gone, and I went back out into the world, the first place I went was a toy store uh, called Acme Comics and Toys, 
and I picked up this piece of merchandise from my childhood to celebrate this episode today. Uh, I'll show it to you guys on camera, and then I'll tell you listeners what it is. This I is found right. this. <laughs> okay. this in mint this condition, is mind you. Uh, this is the wow. one that blows its chest off? Yeah, check this out. It doesn't blow itself. That's a, a trick that only you and I know, Joe. Uh, Joe. But, I talked to you that in private. You're not supposed to tell people. All right. Well, With great power comes great responsibility. You can <laughs> you can edit that part out. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is fantastic. Okay, uh, not that, that one. Awesome. That was just a machine gun. I'll be back. Hasta la vista, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, Wait, so it didn't do the best one. That's all it does. It, chill, it out, chill out, dickwad. <laughs> if that toy would have said chill out dickwad i would have paid triple <laughs> what i did um terminator 2 judgment day is the movie we're talking yeah. about today and what movie terminator is it oh that yeah, one okay you, you i didn't even do a segue because i didn't want to leave it to chance segue too uh, but yeah. no, no i missed it anyway it's all right go ahead <laughs> but terminator 2 judgment day um i picked this movie because i love it I don't know how any of the other cast feels about it. I don't know how our guest Adam feels about it. We're going to find out this episode. I hope they love it as much as I do. They might not. Uh, if they don't, I might quit the show. So, <laughs> I mean, spoilers, yes. Yeah. yeah. This yeah, could be exactly. my last episode of Masters yeah. of the Cinematic Universe. We'll find out. Um, I got my memorabilia, too. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Listeners... Yeah. That might be real, though. <laughs> that might be real. This, this is definitely real. We not, <laughs> might not be allowed thought. to show that. Uh, yeah, that's true. I'm going to so, leave this on my desk just because. <laughs> just in case. Florida. Uh, so, as is tradition with many of the films that we review on this podcast, Joe provides the copy, which we all watch, so that we're all on the same page because we're pulling timestamps and we need to be able to reference specifics. Um, the version of the film that Joe provided is the extended cut. Okay, I believe it's the third hidden extended cut from the DVD. Yes, you have to type in a code to get type into in it. August 29th, nineteen ninety-seven, to get it. Yeah, and you have to do a screen accurate Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. Is that why you didn't, so you didn't it? manage to watch? Oh, that's how you unlock Whee! it. Okay. <laughs> Great minds. So, yeah, Great minds. So, exactly. So Joe didn't see it. Um, <laughs> But nice. I'd, I'd never seen this version before. I have feelings about it. Some positive, some negative. Um, we'll dig into all that. So this is a James, James Cameron joint. And uh, it's important in cinema because it's considered one of the few very successful sequels that surpassed the original. Yes. You can find examples whoa, whoa, of whoa, that. Whoa, 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 Well, Adam, I mean, you know, whoa, there are others. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Get, are, we, are we opening that debate that it's uh, it's it's better than the original? We... I think so. I think oh, I'm yeah. asserting that it is better than the original. Adam, oh, just like say you. Back to the Future too. Okay, stop, oh. Joe. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, they're very different movies. I, yeah. I, yes. I see uh, the original Terminator as this. It's almost kind of horror themed. With mm -hmm. that kind of impending doom, like they they are so mismatched against this Terminator, right. yeah, uh, that you get that like the dread uh, as the movie comes on. Whereas the second one is is not that at all. It's it's a Godzilla movie, isn't it? It's two titans <laughs> battling. <laughs> that's right. that's um, a pretty apt description. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. That first Terminator film, it almost feels like so you, a Friday the 13th. You know what I mean? It's exactly. Like yep. The unmovable object. Or, or Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally, totally valid. And they are very different. They feel like they come from different filmmakers, honestly. Um, you know, Terminator 2 is yeah. a huge action movie, whereas that Terminator yeah, yeah, very the much first so. one feels like a yeah. like a B horror film almost. So Right. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's like it's like Alien and Aliens. Yeah. And Cameron did yeah. Aliens. Because Alien was a horror oh, movie. Yeah, it was a straight up horror movie and it has that same sense of dread that you talked about, Adam. Because the alien is super powered and they're it's fighting humans who don't stand a chance against it. And then aliens, which 
is one of my favorite movies um is the same way so it's yeah cameron has a knack for doing that you know yeah he, he's good at that wherever you land on the on either side of this debate they're again totally different movies and this one you know terminator 2 is is infinitely more cinematic and explosive i right. would say so we we open with the future war that was teased in terminator we get to see it writ large on on the screen here um with incredible practical effects that still hold up in, in, right? a, in a very real way yeah um all of this done by the uh the legendary uh stan winston studios yeah so nobody nobody does it or did it better yeah the puppeteering with these these robots i mean they feel real because they essentially are real again this movie was made in the 90s you have some stuff that you could argue like those those flying ships that you see in this opening yeah. sequence they feel a little like uh soda canny in yeah. some shots yeah. um but it i think it holds up fairly well yeah um, it's yeah. in terms of cg like the cg for this uh I'm sorry the effects um i i was expecting to be to be hit by a wave of nineties bad CG, <laughs> yeah. um, yes. and this was a an absolutely fantastic way to open the movie. Um, yeah. There's there is a little bit more sketchy stuff as we go on, <laughs> um, yes. but this one I, I I was watching it with my missus, uh, and she like I said to her, this is much better than I remember. <laughs> It's always good to to be hit with the pleasant waves of you know nostalgia rather than we did Zoolander in the last episode. Oh God! And I think we all kind of remember that movie being much funnier than it was. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. <laughs> that was a disappointment. Um, yes. But yeah, we see John Connor, the young John or the old John Connor, um, and you see this band of human resistance fighters against this army of of skeletal robots i mean just so again it's darkly lit which is the best thing you can do with these kinds of shots um but a very cool opening that's your terminator 2 the next shot you get is just explosion and explosion there you go joe and terminator 2 judgment day like so 90s so yeah, so oh, wonderful. Very, very, absolutely. Uh, you, it, I just wanted the voice to come what? on like in a world where. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. they used that guy for the promos. Trust me. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember the, I remember the the trailers on TV and such. Was they definitely used that guy. What's is it? Don Lafontaine or something like that? Yes, yeah. that's him. That's him. I mean, it yep. would totally fit. So just get, a really qu- quickly non sequitur. There's a movie called In a World about voiceover work <laughs> that is a great movie that we've i've got to add to my list oh man okay it is it is um. a bunch of voiceover people fighting to be the next don la Fontaine or whatever well, his name is my vote goes to the guy from screen junkies oh, oh yeah he's oh, yeah. good yeah absolutely absolutely so anyway Boobs. go ahead eric sorry <laughs> oh no that's okay we we yeah. get our cast list and our our credits over a shot of a burning playground which uh, comes yeah. into play later in the film. Yeah. <clears throat> you have to excuse my voice. I've got that two beers too fast thing going on. <laughs> you ever get that? Yeah. I'm getting that right now, actually. <laughs> it's like a drunk's acid reflux. Like, I don't yes. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a drunk who's lost a bet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we, we end our opening montage with a shot of the uh, T-800, as it's called, the skeletal skull of it coming through the flames and such an iconic uh, character design again Stan Winston knocked it out of the park Um, you know in the first Terminator film you had it there were problems with it Um, even the way that it was constructed the paint would flake off and they were always trying to hide the imperfections with it behind the scenes so they remember the the first one it's seven years between these two movies and that's a long in, in technology in movie technology you know Years, that's a long time. So it's a long ass time. Yeah. So we, we open uh, with a shot of, I guess, like a rest stop. You know, a bunch of semi trucks are parked. And we get some sketchy electricity. Uh, just like you, Adam, I watch these, <laughs> these films with my wife by my side. And 
she will tear apart movies that are universally loved, like this one. You know, because there are movies oh, that my kind of person. Yeah, I've got guilty pleasures, so like I understand. You know, maybe you have issues with with those, but Terminator Two: Judgment Day. I, I I can count on one hand the people I've met who don't like this movie, and my yeah. wife is one of them. So she's again two hours of straight shit talking. I love you, but <laughs> how did she feel about Biodome? Oh, I don't. Uh, here's the thing. But you should mention Biodome actually. Oh, you I, have a pizza. I, uh, I had a go at Biodome because I thought like, like, well, I I, <laughs> I I watched it for the first time like with with a vir- with virgin eyes here. Um, it took me three sittings to get through the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I well, would you ask you how, how many for, uh, things it take to get through Search and Destroy? Uh, I've I've not attempted that one yet. Funnily, oh good, right. good, uh, thank you. I wouldn't recommend. Uh, yeah, I hate to be the Biodome was fun, that. but that one was just painful. It was just miserable, <laughs> even with the cast. Yeah. Biodome <laughs> was painful. It was. It was. Oh, you know, it was, it was horrible. Bad. But at least, person, at least, Biodome, Biodome services like a little time capsule where you can say like, "Oh, yes. I remember a time where like something like this was commercially acceptable." Correct. Right. You know. Yes. Well, I mean, except the rape. I mean, except the rape. Really yes. Cool. Except the yeah the yeah. yeah there was a lot of uh, a lot of sketchy comments in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so, the, the weird it, sexuality between the two uh, male leads as well. Just, yeah. it, it well, it's like, like they said, it's biodome. Does that mean it goes both ways? I don't know, but we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a weirdly but, uh, progressive slash regressive film. Like it, it, yes. did, it, it, it was pulling in such opposite directions that it broke my mind. Yeah. As, as a person from a different country who may not have the same films is popularized there as they are here. Did any of the movies that you hadn't seen before really catch you off guard as being like something you would enjoy quite a bit? Um, I I ended up watching No Country for Old Men on the back of your recommendation. Cool. Um, and it's it, it it's a um, a movie that was big over here, but it, it's one of those ones that I just never got round to. And I like I, I looked at trailers for it and just thought. Mm. But actually, the way that you guys described it, I, I, I was really into it, and then I watched it, and it was, it was really cool. Excellent. Uh, that, that's great. I love that, man. And, and yeah. that was my first watch, too. I'd never seen it. I somehow avoided that movie. Not on purpose, really, just because it, it just yeah. flew under my radar. So when sure. Doug picked it, it's kind of like, okay, I don't know what to expect. I know yeah. people like this movie, and I was fucking blown away by it, man. Well, that's like uh, that's a big year. part of what I like about doing the show is is yeah. the surprises that come along with uh, some of the recommendations. Right. So I'll, yep. I'll surprise you with a uh, a movie that I've actively avoided, um, which is it's considered a, an absolute classic, but um, the amount of hype that surrounds it and the amount of people who try and make me watch this movie. It it just keeps putting me off and putting me off. I I'm like a. If you a, say a Terminator stubborn... Two, I'm gonna laugh so hard. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I mean, there's no way I could top that, really. <laughs> um, but um, the Green Mile, believe it or not, is a, is a movie that I've never seen, and the amount, like the amount of hype that people have have given it, I'm just like nothing could ever live up to that. So. I'm just never going to watch well, it. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, cheers you, because I've never watched it either. Although, um, rest in peace, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. yeah. Before I've only eat. seen it once, believe it or not. I've only seen that movie once, because it makes me cry ridiculously a lot. And I don't... Sometimes I just don't want to inflict that on myself. Is that yeah. the dead man walking one? We're like, dead man walking. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to... Bl- yeah. Before I jump into this movie, Terminator 2, I'm going to blow all your minds real quick and leave you yeah. stunned. You know what? movie franchise I've completely avoided That's Harry it. Potter never seen one <laughs> you aren't wow. missing much well. yeah. <laughs> I watched him one time through and by the third movie I was just falling asleep not paying attention anymore no, I, I have I, I, I rode that train from start to finish I read all the books I saw all the movies because my kids were enthralled by it my daughter especially yeah. she's the one who turned me on to the books before the movies came out and yeah. I remember starting the first book and 
the first couple of pages, I'm like, this is like a kid's book with the Dumbledore and the silly Because it is a kid's book. But no, I, I know it is. But then I, I managed... A, a song of ice and fire for kids. It, yes. Yeah, I managed to muscle through it, <laughs> and and I I got hooked. So, yeah. But I, I can understand where you're all coming from completely with that. I'm totally. just going to throw Because I haven't watched them in a while, and I don't know that I would. Uh, you know? The, uh, the writing of J.K. Rowling, um, we're not all called... Stupid names. We're not. There's not a Dumbledore and a <laughs> <laughs> Hufflepuff. That's true. And that might have set things back a little bit, huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but there is true. still places called a pond. Like it's like something a pond creek or something. I'm like, yeah. Kids just come up with normal yeah. city names. And then what the well, fuck is wrong with the Welsh? <laughs> what's wrong with the, what's wrong with the Welsh? Have you ever looked at the names of their cities? It's like la 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 la. Yeah, because you know it's a different language, Joe. Joe, pull that clip. Pull that clip. You can't put that many L's in a row. Yeah, there's a clip to play, Joe. All right, no, no, no. I was saying pull the clip of Joe saying la 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 la. Oh yes, there's literally a city name that I'm not even fucking it up. Like 100 percent that I create. To me, that's quintessential Joe humor. That tickled me in a way that I can't even articulate. But you. You need to step back because if you're messing with Torchwood, I'm going to have some issues with you, Joe. So. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I'm good with the whole Doctor Who franchise. Yeah, and all well, that. Torchwood takes place in Cardiff, Wales. So, and you know. probably my most watched television trio of all time is Clarkson, Hammond, and May. Okay. Uh, I've watched okay. them and their project. I, I was going to say Top Gear, but I don't watch it without them. <laughs> like, but I've watched <laughs> them do anything they've done more than anything else. Yes. All right. Well, I, just watched Clark, I just watched Clarkson's Farm again for the third time. <laughs> third okay. time? First of all, that's impressive. Second of all, Joe, you're going to make this a four-hour episode. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. It's, it's late. It's late where Adam is. <laughs> it is yeah, paying yeah. tribute, paying tribute yeah. to, the, to my Anglo friends. Yeah, there you go. That's okay. All so right. we get our sketchy uh, effects. We get this cool bubble, and out of it appears a nude, muscular... Arnold Schwarzenegger in all of his uh, glory. He walks into a uh, CD biker bar. You get to see his T-800 vision, which is red, and he gets to scan things, and it's very cool. Yeah. And uh, all the waitresses are checking out his big Austrian dong as he walks in. (laughs) Um, Did did I kill you? Yeah. I I did note that, yeah. You mean his big Austrian board shorts? Yeah. I mean, a little behind the scenes, he was, you know. Not not nude, but um, for all intents and purposes, I mean the acting is is pretty yeah. spot on in the scene. You know, it's what you would expect a waitress her face yes. to look like confronted yeah. with a big Austrian but, dog. Although I will just for continuity's sake, that is not the response he would have gotten walking into a bar. There would have been at least a couple like you know out of uh, bad jokes. I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say, but they would be jokes that were inappropriate being being launched around there. Mm-hmm. Only if you were in the bar, though. <laughs> no, I mean if it's, if it's like a like a a western like trucker bar, you know, biker bar, I guarantee there would have been some like you know inappropriate comments being hurled around. <laughs> That's true. Um, so you you guys, I'm enjoying the conversation with you guys so much, and it's there's such a good flow here with Adam and everything that I completely glossed over my first clip. Which happened <laughs> way before this. So Joe, it's kind you, of an important one. It is. It kind of yeah. sets the scene. So Joe, if you want to hit that first clip for me, we'll we'll backtrack. Backtrack. Three billion human lives ended on August 29th, nineteen ninety-seven. The survivors of the nuclear fire called the War Judgment Day. They lived only to face a new nightmare: the war against the machines. The first Terminator was programmed to strike at me in the year 1984, before John was born. It failed. The second was set to strike at John himself when he was still a child. As before, the Resistance was able to send a lone warrior, a protector for John. It was just a question of which one of them would reach him first. All right, so chef's case. Yes, yes. That's basically what a Netflix recap was in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just had to put it in yeah. the movie. So <laughs> I apologize, yeah. but that's that's again setting the stage for what we're about to see. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now we jump back to where we were. We get some yeah. some interested waitresses and some angry bikers. That's it. In the schnitzel. And uh, <laughs> in the sh- I like that. Yeah. We even get a biker that's you know so incest with this nude muscle Austrian man that he puts a cigar out on his titty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is a bold move, you know, even in a bar fight. Um, but he does get into quite a brawl with these bikers. Yeah. And uh, well, he does tell the dude basically, take your clothes off, give me your bike. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot to ask, right? His island yeah. clothes. And your boot, and your bike, and your boots, and your and, boots. Yeah, and bend over while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> so we we get a first taste of his physicality because he's, you know, pool sticks are shattering on on homeboy's shoulder blades. I mean, he's just unfazed. Um, makes short work of all of them, and uh, the stunt work in these scenes is really impressive because, as you'll see throughout this whole movie. There are real people really doing this, you know, whether it's sugar glass or or whatever the case may be that they're being thrown through. It all looks very authentic and very painful, even for a stunt person. There are scenes in this movie that baffle me as a 36-year-old man. (laughs) It's old school stunts. It's old school stunts. And really quickly, so back in the 70s and early 80s, there was the the main stuntman guy, and he worked on a lot of Burt Reynolds the, those zany Burt Reynolds movies was Billy Joe Hooker. His son is is one of the lead stuntmen in this movie. Oh and wow! So again, it goes back to that old school, like you said, Eric. That's old school stunts, man, where they're taking you and they're throwing you through a window or chucking you down the stairs, all that stuff. And that's you know, that's I love Cameron for doing that. You know, yeah, it's there's other there's other areas that we'll get to in the movie where he <coughs> went practical. Not even in effects. He went practical instead of going CG or anything just because it was easier and it was more authentic. So, yeah, go ahead. No, I agree. I was pointing those moments out to my wife, and she was just kind of rolling her eyes like, I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I was like, look, you see how the camera cuts away and comes back? That guy just ducked out of frame. Like, you know, what a smart director. And she's like, just shut up. Just let me get through this. Um, So... (laughs) We'll, we'll call Arnold's character the machine, for better or worse. Mm-hmm. He gets his, his clothes, his boots, and his motorcycle. The bartender will not... <laughs> I mean... It's so corny. It, it is. So yeah, that's where the 90s comes in, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> it is. absolutely. See, to yeah. me, that's like rude. I, like, I, was, I was like, okay, okay, what the fuck? No, dude, I, I remember I'm in the theater and that and, and Bad to the Bone comes on and I, we were all like, yeah. It works. It really works, man. It is corny, but it does work. This is the first moment, well, I should say the second moment, where my wife said something disparaging about this movie. Me and her are on the same wavelength. What was the first thing she said? Well, it was about the lightning, you know. The oh yeah, yeah. cheesy ass. She's like, oh yeah, that looks good. Like, thanks, honey. <laughs> yeah. She also yeah. she also said, why does he need sunglasses? He's a robot. And also, when Bad to the Bone yeah. came on, I started thinking about fucking Gilbert Gottfried and the Problem Child. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I uh, I love that movie. By the way, you're you're that might, about that, that movie. A, I got I don't time. know how it'll hold up, but that might be a rewatch. Yeah, we might want to watch that through first because I don't know if Just to be safe. <laughs> some of the stuff that went on in that movie, even though it is about a kid, uh, holds up <laughs> yeah. today. So. Well, Gilbert Godfrey's just a stand-up citizen. Oh, he look, he's one of my heroes. He's a treasure. He's one of my I love comedy him. heroes. We, could, we can all agree on yeah. that. Thank you very much. So <laughs> there you go. That was great. That was that was Have you ever watched him watch him read the lyrics to WAP? <laughs> yes. Yes. I have. I have. Wet oh. ass pussy. <laughs> no, I but I will I will search the video now that oh, I know it exists. Really good. Yeah, it's him spoken word doing whap. <laughs> so she did point out why does he need sunglasses? He's a robot. And also why does he have an Austrian accent? He's a robot. <laughs> also, why is it night and he has sunglasses? True. And well, he doesn't even also, need- do they have any other like Fortnite skins they could put on this robot skeleton, or is it always Arnold? Always Arnold. All Arnold all the time. 
Yeah, I didn't have any answers for that. I just said, you know, honey, it's it's gonna suspend his belief. Yeah, this is nineties. Look, if yeah. I was around as a machine in twenty twenty nine, and I went back in the archives for a person to put as a skin, it would be Arnold. Yeah, I mean, without question. Exactly. So this is it was a very simple I mean, decision by the by Skynet. I, I can <laughs> okay. understand. I, I get that. Yeah. Skynet's back there, like give it a big giant Austrian dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Impress the ladies. So we we after we get our intro to our hero, or uh, we get our intro to our villain, and same deal. We get some uh, sort of questionable lightning effects. Although I will say, the effects that occur that um, you know after the bubble appears and creates this sort of yeah. vacuum in space time, it is really cool. It is practical. It cuts a hole. Basically, in whatever you know, it it spawns in, so mm -hmm. you get this cool glowing red effect. Um, oh, the concept is beautiful. Yeah, like the concept that that Cameron created is absolutely beautiful. The effects lack because of 1991, but um, yeah, he did you know, every, was, He stretched it yeah. as far as he possibly could. Exactly. But, yeah, that that was one point actually in the movie that I remember being like this amazing effect and it being absolutely seamless. Uh, and I saw it and just do you 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 guys have got uh, laser tag over there? Yeah. Oh yeah. With like the uh, like dark rooms with black lights and and like neon paint. Yeah, and it just yep. looked and a like a bunch of triangles. For some reason, <laughs> lots of triangles. It looked like yeah. someone was flashing a black light on the. And some neon paint, and I was just like, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's very true. Oh, next time we have MOTCU Orlando, we're going laser tag. Laser tag. Bring it back to the night. My old man. ass can't run around a laser tag freaking field anymore. Doug, you just you guard the base. Yeah, you be the, <laughs> the sniper. Just Fair yeah. enough. That's what I'll do. Yeah, you hide right. in the base, and then if anyone tries to come into the base and take it over, you shoot them. Yeah, I mean, I used to paintball and everything, but I don't know if I can do it now. <laughs> So we, we get our sake, our second naked man, and it's Robert Patrick. <laughs> and, now, he uh, was naked. He was naked, naked. He wanted to show off them cheeks, and he did. And I watched this movie with my nine-year-old, and that was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, they, they airbrushed his dong out. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Thank you, James yeah. Cameron, for at least getting the dong out of the shot. She had a lot of questions, so <laughs> thank you for that. Um, you should so, have called it Terminator D2. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So... Uh, I, a cop, a cop rolls up on the scene for this electrical disturbance and uh, is immediately killed by Robert Patrick's character. He's playing an advanced version of the Terminator called the T-1000. Um, much cooler Not than the T. to be confused with the Toyota uh, Tundra truck. Well, yes. The that slight they used to promote this movie. <laughs> um, he again encounters a cop so he becomes a cop he's a mimic he can take on the form of whatever uh person or thing he encounters as long as it's about the same size that's sort of the rule for right. this movie and really quick robert patrick obviously this was his breakout role right i mean he had done a few movies before that he was in die hard 2 as one of yep. the special forces the bad special forces dude yeah. but it's hysterical that his very next movie after Terminator 2 was Wayne's World, where he played the same character. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, then, he almost uh, wasn't even in this movie because they wanted Billy Idol. That's true. And that, wait, uh, what? Yes. Yeah. Been bad. Originally, they wanted Billy Idol to play this, but he had broke his leg in like a motorcycle accident, so he couldn't do the movie. Oh, Can this you movie imagine? Tanked. Yeah. We're fucking tanked. I like Billy Idol, but nah, it's not happening. But the fact that the only reason he's not in this movie is because he had an injury, like, that's mind-blowing. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. I didn't know that, and that just blew me away. Yeah. It's just crazy. Um, that's, so uh, the, uh, that's fate making it work, isn't it? Because, as you said, if Billy Idol was in this, it would, we wouldn't be talking about it today. <laughs> no. No, we wouldn't. We absolutely wouldn't. It's true. Um, so the first thing, of course, that the T-1000 does when he gets in the police car is to search for John Connor, because... His mission is to kill a childhood John to prevent right. him from ever rallying the troops, as it were. So yeah. 
that's your MacGuffin, man. It's it's time travel hijinks. It works if you don't think too hard about it. It's one of those time travel movies that once you start asking too many questions. Yep, that's like, my problem with this movie. Yeah, like my wife. I'm yeah. like, well, wait a second. They 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 must not have solved the problem because they're still here. They're still here. Yeah, you do that right. thing. It's the whole yeah, it's the whole paradox thing. Yeah, yeah and I gotta paradox. point out really quickly. Today was the first time I noticed that when when he pulls up the information on John. John is 10 years old. Yeah. That's some straight up bullshit. No. Because that ain't no 10 year old kid. (laughs) Yeah. Not even. Even if he's 14, right? That would work for me. But 10 years old? Yeah. Look, even 10 years years old old in 1991. I know that, like, kids were older back in the day. But (laughs) 10 years old is it's an infant. (laughs) Yeah. Also, because I'm going to harp on this later, they gave this kid way too much, like, to do. Like, he's. He's acting too much in this movie. Yeah, but he did a really good job. I think he yeah, did do a good job. The problem I didn't is... I did want to watch like, Last Action Hero, because basically that's what it is. He's like, all right, yeah. you're my toy now. Come with me. and We're going to go and do this. You're yeah, not allowed I to know, kill people, though. But I, think, I, think, I think he did a good job. For his first movie, I think he did a very good job. A lot better yeah. than some other child actors. That, oh, also, yeah. I wish oh, I had yeah. his haircut when I was a kid. Um, we're looking at you, Skywalker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, right. God, exactly. yes. You read uh, my you mind. You know what? I still blame Lucas for that. <laughs> I don't blame that kid. I blame Lucas for that one. I think but, if anything, um, I agree with you, Doug. I think there's a little disconnect because it feels like 99% of this movie is overdubbed. And yeah. I and in digging yeah. into the trivia, uh, that becomes more apparent because that actor's voice changed so, so much and he had some right. you know, growth spurts <laughs> well, and puberty. Like, for being like a hard-ass kid, he sounds too much like a pussy at times. Well, I mean, you hear the cracks. You hear the the you know. You hear like where he like he's like I'm a badass motherfucker. I don't take nothing from nobody. I'm a war criminal and I'm gonna lead this militia. Yeah, but he's he, don't kill anybody. He oh. dem- but he de- he demonstrates his badassery in this yeah. movie. No, I'm he sorry, doesn't. I think he does. Um, his humanity yeah, I, is what makes him a hero. Exactly, and that's sure. why he becomes the leader because he has that. He's able to pivot from the warrior to the to the human with compassion so i mean that was the um, crux of the movie for me you know especially watching it as an adult you know it's different than watching it as a kid but the fact that when he you're was, a kid it's cool because you're like oh yeah. this kid this kid's in charge of the yeah. terminator he's cool he's an adult you're like right. why the hell is this thing even listening to this fucking kid <laughs> but his his humanism and his compassion and the fact that he's so adamant like no you cannot you are there's a line where he says you're not a terminator anymore and that was much more impactful now than it was when i was a kid yes Absolutely. Absolutely. You know. But we'll get there. We'll get there. So Yep, yep. yep. We meet uh the step parents and and we get as nineties as this movie is gonna get because you get John Connor, you get uh butt cut, you get Buttnick from Salute Your Shorts. Yes. <laughs> you get Dirt Bike and you get I wanna say a Thunderbird all in one shot. Yeah. Isn't it great? I, yeah, I overdosed on nineties. The, uh, and yeah. Guns N' Roses played as well, Wally. Yes, yes I exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's what locked it all up. You're yep. right, Adam. That was like that tied everything together. Just revving a dirt bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not my, not my dad. Like just yeah. Oh. And again, when, yeah. like when I first watched this, I must have been oh, much younger than I should have been. Pro- <laughs> I think maybe about eight years old, something like that. Um, and he was the coolest motherfucker on the planet. Yes. Just, yeah. This, yeah. yeah. This is this is the holy grail. I um, agree with you, man. Adam, do me a favor. Don't Google what he looks like now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, leave the, uh, But his name is Thurman Merman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a good movie that is. So good. Um, but yeah, like watching it back, I, I wanted to discipline that kid something something fierce. Yeah. I was, like the dad in me came out and was just like I'm gonna go around that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> what an asshole. And uh, I, I just feel like the dad, dad's just trying to fucking like chill though and the mom's like, Can you go take care of me? He's like, fucking why? Okay. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's like my kid. <laughs> just trying to watch mash reruns and shit. He's yeah. like, just leave me I alone, know, right? please. He's like, I don't have a DVR. This shit's yeah. not gonna come back on. <laughs> But this is really quick. I mean, this is where I have my issues with Cameron today, but he's one of those guys that's loyal to his people. So, you know, um, his foster mom uh, is played by Jeanette Goldstein, who's in a bunch of Cameron movies. 
Like, so he takes care of his own, and I dig that about, like, when someone does that. She's yeah. been in a bunch of his movies, and it's some really cool roles. I mean, completely opposite roles, like Aliens. I mean, she was, like, the best badass in the whole movie, and, you know, she's different in this one. Yeah. So it showed her range, and it shows Cameron as a guy who's, you know, devoted to his, his quote, people. So I agree. We, we also uh, get to see what Sarah Connor's up to in this opening sequence. And uh, she's in a psychiatric hospital. And uh, we haven't seen Sarah Connor since the first Terminator. Looks much different. Hair is mm-hmm. much less feathered. Um, yeah. <laughs> and she is, yeah. she is looking tough, man. She's, she's put yeah. on about 15 pounds of muscle. Um, she's got her bed turned sideways and she's doing pull-ups on it. Um, we get some exposition there from the uh, psychiatrist who's working with her, kind of giving a tour of the facility and explaining, you know, what this particular patient's deal is, that she believes she's being yeah, hunted. Like, like um, the monkey in a cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty much. It was pretty awful. They show those those people kind of glaring into the window, and it, it does feel very gross, you know? Yeah. Um, but she gets her own back as bad? well. Oh, yeah. It, is it bad that I found her way more attractive like that than like in the first movie? <laughs> Listen, no. I, I was gonna I was yeah. gonna bring this up because it at the time in '91 it didn't piss me off because I was a different person then. But they the press made such a big deal about her being ripped about you know Hamilton being ripped for this movie because it was 1991 and like girls didn't look like that. So like she yeah. went all out and they, and in their heads they were trying to be good. They were trying to be nice about that fact, but it was so overblown. Yeah. All she did was all she did was prepare for her role and yep. she prepared yeah. beautifully. But that's all she did. And you know, it's just again, it's a nice, you know, example of the difference between then and now. Like yeah. now it happens all the time, you don't even think about it. So well, just like we got, the crazy, like the crazy look too, like the like the the no one fucking believes me look, like that right. mental break. Like I was thinking about that. Well, just real, yeah, like, Linda Hamilton it. sort of took that from her real life too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, it, it, that was a thing. It was like there's again, a, it didn't bother a, me then because I was one of the crowd, you know. But now yeah. I'm thinking back to the big deal that was made over nothing. Well, there's you a know, ton that, of, of sexism in just the difference in, in how you report her preparing for this role versus yes, any man who's a that method was actor. A, exactly. She, that's yeah. my point. She was yeah. super method. I mean, she worked out so hard that yep. she started losing yep. hair. Like, she yeah. was very dedicated yeah. to it. Right, right. Yeah, I heard someone asked her, um, like, when she was going to, like, stop. She was, I don't I don't drop until they do the DVD commentary. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And about yeah. a woman, they would say like, "Oh, she's crazy. She's lost." Right. It. You got a, a, yep. a man who does that for a role. You know, Daniel Day yeah, Lewis. Exactly. No one's saying like, "Oh, Daniel Day Lewis is off his fucking rocker." This dude's drinking jars of piss and stuff. It's like, well, I'm just <laughs> I'm dedicated to the role. Like, it, there's such a disparity yeah. there. No, um, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's <clears> changing, but we still have a long way to go. Yeah. But we get our first taste of Joe's extended cut. Um, in this moment now again i've never seen this before in my life so i saw this for the first time blew my mind there's a scene here that they cut for the theatrical where the uh, orderlies come into sarah's room and fucking beat her yeah Yeah. that's fucking crazy dougie's brutal oh my god dougie the orderly is a prick (laughs) i mean if you didn't hate this guy he's not working at the morgue you know (laughs) (laughs) oh god Crack he, open a cold one and all that. Don't say crack <laughs> open a cold one. <laughs> oh, he's a working stiff. Oh my god! If I had something oh, to drink, so I'd good. spit it out right now. That's that was so good. fantastic. Um, yeah, they, I'm, uh, you know, nightsticks and tasers and yeah, pulling hair, the ribs and everything. Yeah, you're forcing medication into her mouth. It's very brutal stuff, man. I understand why they cut it. Um, well. Yeah, I, I agree, because, again, you're right. It was my first time seeing this scene as well, but it does set up sets what up, happens yeah. a little bit later, or it, it, it helps explain the brutality of a scene that's coming up yeah. a little more. So, yeah. I mean, it's still, in the end, it didn't take away in the theatrical version of it, but I understand why they originally shot it, because it does you know, 
tidy things up a little bit and explain the motivation. That's true. And and for all of that stuff that was cut, I could justify like, oh, I understand. Like like you said, it gives a little more dimension to something that happens later. That happens yeah. a few times, but right, um, right. We we cut to John Connor's house, and the T one thousand is is there searching for John. And Joe, if you want to hit this clip, this is uh, the T one thousand. Hear him speak for the first time proper. Are you the legal guardian of John Connor? That's right, officer. What's he done now? Could I speak with him, please? Could if you were here. He took off on his bike this morning so he could be anywhere. Do you have a photograph of John? Yeah, sure. Hold on. You gonna tell me what this is about? I just need to ask him a few questions. He's a good-looking boy. Do you mind if I keep this picture? No, go on. There was a guy here this morning looking for him, too. Yeah, a big guy on a bike. Has that got something to do with this? No. I wouldn't worry about him. Thanks for your cooperation. Now, Adam, in the States, this is what we refer to as, like... Not a not a true Southern good old boy, but like a very like Joe America apple pie, yeah, you know, yes, sort of performance. Yeah, right. um, is a little disarming because uh, I'm, you I'm know. glad. Oh, go I'm, ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. glad that you brought up that scene. Actually, um, that there was a part of that where, like, because the missus was on her phone, she weren't really paying attention to to the, to the movie too much. We both kind of perked up and looked at each other. Good-looking boy. Do you mind if I keep that picture? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was thinking, I tell my own. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> there is something. It was a different time. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, if he would have done like a, uh, you know, like, <laughs> I'd have been out. <laughs> There is something kind of unsettling about that, you know, yeah. just, just how friendly he comes across with what he's saying. Right. And then, you know what? That's the scene that cements the fact that if they, if they got Billy Idol, it, this would have been horrible. Because first off, I look, there, there are there are tons, right? There are tons of British actors who pull off a flawless American accent and vice versa. Billy Idol, I just cannot picture him doing an American accent. And if he was british the whole cop thing wouldn't work besides the ability to act i mean robert Patch, right <laughs> hold robert on can Patch. you do a american accent for us exactly oh absolutely. yeah sure not. Absolutely. i could do a, a, a really good american accent let's give it a try yeah uh, that's, that's a good looking boy yeah, right? like no it's I mean, look the wedding singer billy idol all the way but he was playing himself but this but I mean, so Robert he's Patrick, like, like, I mean, he did right, great so, with this. So with all, scene. all Americans are pedophiles. So let yeah. me just go ahead and throw this line in here. <laughs> exactly. Oh, pedophile! I like it. Yeah. That's why they say pedophile in England. Yeah. Adam, can you verify that? Yeah, that is yes. that is absolutely correct. It is. I watch a lot of it, British crime dramas on BritBox, so yes, that is correct. It's um, <laughs> it's the correct pronunciation. Um, it, well, go. that's the thing. Exactly. Yeah. They're yeah. right. We're wrong. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In most in most things, actually. Yep. Well, how yeah. do you spell aluminum again? Uh, correctly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there you uh, go. Yeah, so with solder, is it? No, solder. So- <laughs> Come solder. on. Come on. That's solder, that's solder yeah. that is, Mike. Solder. Exactly. I'm going to start I'm going to start borrowing from Sure, and it's solder me. Solder me. Take a bow, Joe. That was... <laughs> I mean, yeah, hats off. Hats off. <laughs> All right, so uh, we, we cut back to our hoodlums, and Homeboy is a straight-up hacker. Like, this is a very 90s concept, <laughs> you know, just hacking things. But he has, a like, a magic card yeah, that he can put into an ATM oh. to extract the PIN number, and boom, he gets 300 uh, big ones to spend at the arcade. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hacking... I don't know. That that phenomenon in movies always baffled me because it's always just a lot of clicking and clacking and shit. At least in yeah. this one, he's just pressing one button and the thing he's holding is doing all the work. That's yeah. a little bit more believable to me. But Well, see, for me, for hacking scenes must include a guy 
who has a gun pointed at his head and is getting a BJ while he's trying to break the encryption. Yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> of classic, classic cinema. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> and John Travolta's the one holding the gun at him. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Is that on the list? Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> I like that movie. It's dumb it's terrible. fun. I mean, it's I terrible, agree. but I like it's that movie. It's dumb fun. You're right. I it's remember two fun. things about that movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. End of statement. No, there you <laughs> go. Very good. See, I missed that segue. I, I made up for <laughs> the beginning by missing that one. It took me like three seconds to get it. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's a TVR, which is the first time I ever heard of that car company. And it was the first time I ever seen anybody with a wall of screens. Right. Exactly. Uh, TVR is the most British um, <laughs> British motor company that you will ever know. Do you know what TVR stands for? No. It's the the uh, the man's name. It's Trevor. It's the <laughs> there you go. No, it's go. It is. Hello, That's my name's Trevor. I've made a car. I'm going to call it a Trevor. Yeah, it's, it's true. Though, Trevor. Like, aren't all British cars like named after like? The person who made them? Yeah, I mean, yeah we've got Morgan. Yeah, we've got Trevor. Uh, and there's Morris and uh, Aston Martin. Uh, that Mc- sounds like McLaren. a McLaren. Yeah. <laughs> McLaren, Mc- Bentley, Mc- McLaren German. You guys? I thought McLaren have you, was have you guys seen the 2022 oh. Walter? Oh yes. <laughs> I'm just fucking around. <laughs> um. So, so this is just to establish that John can hack into things. Um. You know, it's it's necessary for the plot. Whatever, we right? Cu- because he could have he could have pulled that pin without the card and <laughs> yeah, the exactly, ATM. exactly. By the way, beforehand had been completely prepared. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we then cut to another extended uh, version scene, which again mind blowing is the Sarah Connor dream sequence or the yeah, the weird. drug sequence. Very strange, but you get to see John Reese um, or I'm sorry, yeah. Kyle Reese. From Terminator, which again, mind blowing. No idea that he was yep. in any cut of this movie, so that was kind of neat. Right. I, yep. Um, and I'm always, I'm always fond of ghost banging. Ghost banging <laughs> is, as a concept is underused. We have good. Yep. That's true. It should be in every movie. You have Ghostbusters. Yeah. Ghostbusters, yeah, Patrick, the ghost job. Patrick Swayze and Ghost. Yeah, yeah but I do mean, they bang or does? Is it more of a romantic makes me feel good. There's also the episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where Crusher hooks up with her grandmother's yeah. dead candle ghost. That's a deep oh, cut, but I'll accept it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, yeah, we get this, this dream sequence where... Um, Fuck. <laughs> reason, <laughs> I know. I'm trying to... On this show, we're constantly... Joe will lay out these... We call them, um, like, spike strips. <laughs> yeah, spike strips. Spike strips, and we're always trying to swerve around them. Um, right. <laughs> That's the best analogy ever. It really is good. So Sarah Connor is getting this message in her dream, um, which is basically, yes, there is no fate yeah. but what we make, right? Right. This is this is the origin of that, you know, sort of, uh, we get that in the theatrical cut much later and in this cut. So we get some uh, ghost, uh, they allude to some ghost banging, and I don't think they show it, Joe, so... I don't know if this yeah. qualifies as a bang. I think he disappears before. It's cuddling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, where do you think he disappeared to? <laughs> he just... All of him in there? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Um, but she she's still in the dream. She's running through the hallways of this, this prison, basically, until she gets to that sequence where she's at the playground, you know, with the against the fence, trying to warn them. And you get that the start of what is the you know yeah. the war basically yeah, yeah. yeah um i did see a little neat piece of trivia that someone some government person got back to the production and said this is the most accurate fictional depiction of what it wow. would be like if a nuke went off right and they guessed at it they had no fucking idea they just you know it was a sequence of like okay this would be cool this would be cool save right. from the skeleton holding onto the fence, you know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the flash and the fire and people melting and then the explode. Like they said, that is scarily accurate. Um, oh, that's cool. So, they, you know, Cameron, of course, said that was amazing to hear and terrifying to hear. Yeah. 
which is true like that it is a horrifying sequence um with that we need to draw to a close part one of terminator to judgment day so i want you as this episode or as this portion of the episode ends to think about your impending doom and come back and join us for part two of terminator two it's a double two uh come back we'll be back Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. I'm hosting Jeopardy. (laughs) Are you though? Listen guys, we we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. uh, We are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We, just, we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you, uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know, we'll send you some... Not safe for work picks, if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case. but Not safe for anything picks. Yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout-out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie.